You sit back and watch for the bullshit. Because you know what's coming. 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 Welcome to episode one of BS with Brian Simpson, my new podcast. A lot of people have been asking me to do more content, and, uh, and I've been meaning to do this for a while, but I, uh, you know, through very, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm lazy, that's part of it. Another part of it is like, uh, I'm anxious. I don't want to put out no bullshit, you know? So it's like, and there's all of the anxiety. Oh, are people going to listen? Is it going to be good? Yeah. But finally, you know, you just, you, you know, you just got to put your balls on the table and just do stuff. Um, so basically what this is going to be about is, uh, yeah, I'm going to be answering people's questions people asking for advice um i'm going to be trying my best i'm not a professional um uh i call it a bad advice podcast just because i think the whole concept of giving advice is mostly bullshit i mean unless you know you're talking to an expert on the matter or whatever most people give bad advice that's my point um and um, but i'm really going to try to give you good advice um uh uh, unless I see an opportunity to make a joke, then, you know, hopefully you're smart enough to tell the difference. Uh, don't sue me. Um, so it's going to be a little bit of that. It's going to be a little bit of me giving advice. It's going to be a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, me talking about current events or whatever's the hell I want. And I'm going to try to end every episode with a little, with a little nugget, with a little nugget of black history, okay? Because we don't have enough of that. Most people, most of my friends don't, uh, they have no idea. You, you start, ask anybody to name all the fame, all the black people from history that they can name, and they will usually run out of people at about seven or eight people. And that's, that's your, that's your, that's your, 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 your woke person. You know, they go, Oh, Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, Malcolm X, uh, Sojourner Truth, uh, Frederick Douglass, uh, and then they're done, you know? So, but, but, you know, we, there was actually like a whole 400 year history. And so like we existed and we did dope shit throughout that whole time. Uh, you know, there's people that have done dope stuff that in black history that you just never hear about. They've just been erased from the narrative or not really erased. Uh, I mean, erase is a good word. Yeah, that, that's, that's accurate. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, put on mute. You know, you just don't hear about them. No one talks about them. You gotta go get an African American studies degree from the white lady with dreads at your local community college to, uh, to learn about these people. So, um, let's, without, uh, without further ado, let's get, and, and see, and look, I put out the, I put out the, uh, the call or whatever on all my social medias, the, that I was doing this. And if you had questions to message me, 
Um, I mean, most of my friends, I was hoping for serious questions and I did get a few very good ones. Um, most of the questions I got, most of my friends are comedians and they're, uh, they are garbage human beings incapable of being serious even for a second. So a lot of the questions are stupid ones, which I, I'm not mad at that. I mean, I know, I know what creatures I'm dealing with. So, um, but I'm just gonna, I'm gonna answer a few of those, um, just because I thought some of them might, you know, some of them were pretty good. Um, if you ever, uh, if you email me and I answer your question, I'm gonna change your name, you know, even if you did it in the, in the email or the message, um, just because, you know, it's crazy people out here. Um, unless, unless you deserve a good public shaming, you know what I mean? Then, then fuck your privacy. Um, so, so the, the first question I got actually, or the first question that seems semi-serious, I guess, is a condom or bareback? Um, Come on, bro. How you living out there? You know, see, that's, that's, uh, that's the kind of question I can't answer without being able to ask you some questions. I mean, you know, there's so, there's so much to that. Uh, the next question I got was from, uh, from Guam. Why do black and Mexicans always try to kill each other at Denny's and Waffle Houses? Do you think there's something in the syrup? Um, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know black, black and Mexicans had wars at, uh, at, at Denny's and, and Waffle Houses. Maybe that's, maybe that's why IHOP changed the burgers. They tried to get, get the fuck about the game. Um, can I get to a serious question? Oh, you motherfuckers are just, fuck you. Um, yeah, I got some serious questions from like real people, um, that haven't made this poor decision, uh, with their lives. Uh, uh, yeah, my friend, my friend Nikki asks, uh, how do I feel about social media and how it removes people from self-awareness? How society and how society is deteriorating as a result. Um, I, you know, I'm just like everybody else. Where, you know, I I hate social. I love and hate social media. The same. I, I, it's not social media that I don't like. It's just um. It's like, it's what it does to people. It's like that little dose. It's like a little dose of fame. It's like a little dose of that drug. And it, and it, it, it makes everyone behave like a politician. That's, that's what I don't like. It, 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 we, we, our whole lives are now boiled down to like these snapshots and these moments and making sure that everyone knows we have the right opinions. Um, uh, and it just, it's not genuine. Um, you know, but, but, 
before I post on social media, I try to ask myself if, if the internet didn't exist, how would I express this? And is that better than, than this clear like, cry for help or whatever it is? Cause some, you know, that, that that's another thing that bothers me about social media is, is pe- you know, a lot of people aren't saying what they really want to say, but what they really want to say is, is a lot of times it's obvious by what what they're what they're not saying is louder than what they're what they're saying you know so they you know they they try to deflect from their actual issue like they're lonely or they need attention or whatever and they post they post things to get those things uh, that's kind of a stupid way to put it but you know what i mean um yeah, I think I think your I think your intentions are important. I mean, social media isn't going away. Uh, you know, is we gotta accept it, but you know, it's it's a drug, man, and you gotta you have to treat it that way. Treat treat Facebook like cocaine. No, not like cocaine. That's that's a bad idea. Treat Facebook like like alcohol. You know, it's like in moderation. You know, no, that's a bad analogy altogether. Fuck that. Just, you know, you have to measure your, you know, you, only you know what your intentions are when you post them on social media, you know. Um, I'm still judging the shit out of you regardless of what you think you're doing, you know. Um, um, well, I mean, one of, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people post, whenever a celebrity dies and, and, and the, the people that The people that just never missed the opportunity to make something about them. Cause, cause that's, that's really what it is. Everything, every single time you post anything on social media, just at the, at, you're just making it a little bit about you. Just a little teensy wincy bit about you. At the very least. No matter what it is, no matter how heartfelt it is, no matter how sincere it is, you're, that's what you're doing. You're take, you're making it about you just a little bit. And, and sometimes from a distance, that looks a little gross. You know? And I, and look, and I'm not, and I'm not shitting on the people that mourn that are that mourn celebrities or the people that um you know talk to dead people on social media you know we all grieve and deal with shit in our own ways but but i'm talking about when it goes beyond that when it goes beyond genuine grief and this and it turns into like this uh this pattern of like sympathy jacking, you know, where it's like, you just never miss an opportunity to go, you know, it, you know, it's like, the, like those people that, that, uh, like those people that are not at all connected to New York City or, or the Twin Towers that, are, that were affected by 
You know what I mean? Like too much so, to the point where it was like, you're just doing this for attention. You know, attention that you don't need. Attention that's not even real. Um, and maybe that's just me projecting. I don't, I refrain from posting a lot of personal things on social media because I don't want people in my fucking business, <laughs> you know, and, and also that it feels weird to me. It's like, um, you know, it's like when, when, when a celebrity dies, it's like, I didn't know that motherfucker. Like, and, and, uh, and, you know, unless, unless those, unless that person had a major impact on your life, then it doesn't look genuine to me. Um, uh, and that's not to say that, that those people don't, don't mean well, but like I said, from a distance, it looks suspect to me. Um, yeah. That's how I feel about it. Um, next question. Um, <laughs> oh man, this, this is, uh, let's, let's just call her Jenny. This is from Jenny. Her question is, Jenny's question is, why my Anglo brothers and sisters associate, hold on, wait a minute. I should have read this motherfucker first. Why do my Anglo brothers and sisters, white people, why do white people associate Colin Kaepernick and anyone else taking a knee with being unpatriotic? Uh, well, that's easy. Um, some white people are cowards. Um, just like everybody else. And, um, and they just don't want to be, they don't want to face the fact, they don't want to feel that white guilt. That shit stings. It stings you in the fucking soul. And you don't have to feel guilty about the past or the socioeconomical ramifications uh, that have echoed to the present. You don't have to feel anything. Just do better. You know, just, just keep, just filter your, your attitude through that lens and you'll be and you'll be good to go but um but i think a lot of a lot of white people react to white guilt with denial because that's easier it's easier to deny that racism is a problem or that there's any uh social injustice or any economic disparity or any of that associated with race um it's easier to deny all that. It's easier to derail the discussion by making the, making the protest about his patriotism and not about what he's protesting. You know, I mean, I deal with this from time to time in stand up. You know, some um, a, 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 a nice little bit of my jokes are racial humor or whatever. And, and every once in a while, there's always, you know, there's white people in the crowd that are, they're just tired of hearing about race because it makes them uncomfortable because it makes them feel that white guilt that uh, just stings. It stings. Um, but I don't give a fuck because if, you know, listen, if my thing is, 
if you hearing about racism makes you a little more uncomfortable than actual racism, then I don't give a fuck about your comfort. You know, that's that's my that's my attitude about it. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's more, there are more eloquent ways of answering this question, but that's really what it just boils down to. It's people that are uncomfortable addressing racism because they don't want to feel bad. Their feelings are more important. Their comfort is more important than um, than other people's safety and freedom and inclusion in society and that sort of thing. So, um. Yeah, but that's none of my friends. <laughs> no, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, do I got time for one more? Maybe not. Maybe not. Do I even have one more? Oh, actually, yes, I do. I do. Uh, okay, this is this is from my friend Jack. Um, Jack asks. How much attention do you, should you pay to other comedians while trying to build a career of your own? Oh, Jack has several questions. Okay. Well, uh, that's, that's a, that's a tough one to answer. Um, well, okay. Attention. That's kind of a, okay. I need to break that word down. So attention. I mean, if you mean watching comedians, you should do a lot of that live, not not specials and albums and shit. I'm talking about go to, you know, be at the comedy club as much as possible. Watch as much comedy as you can when you're not on stage um, in the beginning. Um, in terms of uh, advice you receive, again, I said at the beginning of the episode, most advice is fucking terrible because most people are just... Most people giving you advice are just telling you to do what they've done. And a lot of that comes from their insecurity in their decisions and they want to feel justified by steering you that way. Or, um, you know, they've conducted a study of one and they're just giving you anecdotal evidence. So, uh, you know, in short, like most people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And, and so you, um, you know, you have to decide for yourself. I mean, I would say listen to people, but you have to decide for yourself what works for you and what doesn't. You know, I mean, unless someone can give you tangible evidence that what they're telling you works, unless someone can give you steps that you can take to make that work, um, then yeah, I would say take it with a grain of salt. You know, a, a, a big thing, a big, a big thing a lot of comics like to do is to, is to point out some um point out some legend that is also um done that thing and that's their justification for doing it even though it's a bad idea or it's you know it, it won't it really won't work or whatever you know so you know so i say do what the fuck you want to do find your find your way of being funny and tune everybody else out unless they have some some quality uh that you admire that you know you're you're the fucking highlander of comedy you know you just coming through you just chopping chopping off knowledge off people that you admire 
and fuck everybody else. Plus, most of the comics you'd be surrounded by uh, when you start out, um, they don't know what they're talking about anyway. They're just speculating and, you know, they don't know the business. Uh, number two, what is the fastest way to ruin a good meal? Uh, the fastest way to ruin a good meal. Um, wow. I mean, if you, if you asking me the, the fastest way I can imagine, I mean, that would get kind of gross, but the fastest way that I have done over and over is, uh, too much salt, too, too much seasoning. I've done that several times or too much hot sauce. And then my whole meal, I hate, I hate spicy food. And my, now, you know, your whole meal's ruined. Yeah. Um, Nasty motherfuckers at the table, people farting at the table and doing all kind of fucking um base behavior, like that kind of that. I can't stand that shit. All right, and your last question. What is the worst dating advice anybody has ever given you? The worst dating advice anyone has ever given me, huh? I don't know if I've ever gotten bad dating advice. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the, cause, cause I've, I don't know if I've ever, I mean, you know, you know, what's, what's, what I, what has happened to me is I've been set up with people that I'm completely incompatible with. That's happened. Thanks, white friends. Because <laughs> this has actually happened to me at a few um a few work environments where you know one of one of my white friends would be like, yo, I know I know I know this person, they're perfect for you. And I'd be like, oh, really? How so? And like, oh, well, she's black. That's it, bitch? She black? Like, we, you know, like we the same breed of hound or something. Like, you just get us in the same room. It, you know what I mean? It's like nothing about her personality, nothing, uh, nothing about her interests. Uh, no, we're just black. You know, it's like, so that's happened to me before. And, um, and it ends up being horrible. Uh, not a horrible outcome, but just just awkward, you know. Uh, but uh, but that's that's how you learn. You live and you learn. Yeah. So now we get to the end of the pod. Um, our little Black History Nugget. Um, this was this was actually going to originally be a pod a podcast. Uh, well, I just did this, but that's a lot of work and it's super serious and I just can't be super serious all the time. Um, so now it's a segment on this podcast, History in Color. Um, and today's guy, and this dude is, uh, He's a, he's a bad motherfucker. Um, his name is, uh, I'm, I'm, I might butcher this, uh, Bayard Rustin. 
Baird Rustin, uh, born March 17th, 1912, uh, died August 24th, 1987. Uh, he was a civil rights leader. Um, uh, he was a member of the Communist Party. Uh, he was, he was, he was huge in the early civil rights movement. He helped, uh, he helped put together the Freedom Ride in 1947. Um, he helped organize, uh, a lot of protests. Um, he organized the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, which is where Dr. King, um, you know, consolidated a lot of his power and message and influence. Um, he taught Martin Luther King, um, or promoted to him, um, a lot of the nonviolent, uh, philosophy and practices of, of Gandhi. And, uh, and most famously or, or not famous enough, I guess, he was the chief organizer, uh, of the March on Washington. <laughs> um, and, and I know some of you might be saying to yourselves, wait a minute, Brian, wait a minute. Are you telling me? That this guy is, he helped organize the March on Washington. He was the chief organizer of the March on Washington, the Freedom Ride, and one of Dr. King's uh, confidants. And I've never heard of Bayard Rustin. Why? How? And some of you may have guessed it by now. It's because he was gay. Happy Pride Month, everybody. He was gay. And, um, you know, back in 1960-something, um, I guess pe- people were just so homophobic, they didn't give a shit if you were, you know, organizing for their rights. It, that just wasn't, that wasn't enough. Um yeah, the, the, a lot of the civil rights leaders, you know, they had to keep him on the hush hush. Um, a lot of them were afraid that, um, you know, because, you know, at the time the FBI was actively trying to destroy Martin Luther King's reputation and that sort of thing. And they were just afraid that if Dr. King was too associated with Baird Rustin publicly, that it would be, it would hurt his standing in the community. And, um, uh, and they were definitely correct. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, he had, and it wasn't like he was rumored to be gay or it was a senior. I mean, he, he had been arrested a few times, um, way before the civil rights movement for having, uh, sex with prostitutes. Uh, white male prostitutes. He was fucking white boys in the forties. And, uh, he was, he was marching on Washington in the sixties. Probably still fucking white boys. And they, and they just, you know, they kept him under wraps. What bothers me is that he's still under wraps to this day. Uh, I mean, thank God we don't have, um, that level. Of, of bigotry and, and fear. Um, but it's still a lot of you motherfuckers that need to work on your homophobia. For real. Cause I, I don't, 
I don't have time for you in my life. I don't have room for you in my life. If you just hate motherfuckers, you know, for no reason or you, or you, you know, you're afraid of, of, of losing your manliness or whatever the fuck it is. Like, you know, grow up, you know, just as a, as a person, just be better. (laughs) You know, you're capable of it. I know, I know you are. Um, Yeah. Anyway, go look up Baird Rustin, everybody. Um, um, educate yourself and uh, stay off that bullshit. If you have any questions or feedback, please email me at BS with Brian Simpson at gmail.com. That's BS with Brian Simpson at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.